Hi guys, I'm back in New York and I'm chilling in Brooklyn. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Pod episode 13. When I was young, I was in second grade and I was on a soccer team and I pulled number 13 out of the box of jerseys. <laughs> my dad made me go back and change my number. <laughs> She was like, well, I'm not sure this is a good luck number. How about we change it up? Of course. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Pod, guys. We are going to talk about a topic that I hate talking about. And it is not the breakup like you've been waiting for. Oh, who cares about that topic? Uh, We're going to talk about making paper. Welcome to the Financial Survival Guide for Millennials. The ebb and flow of cash money, young money, making stacks, saving, investing, better accepting when you're not financially privileged, aka talking money shop for normal people. All right, so I was only encouraged to speak about this episode because a lot of you are managing, finagling going through financial turmoil, and I'm doing it with you. I'm in the middle. And one of the things that really piqued my interest in wanting to be open and mindful, aware, and honest, um, as I always am with all of you about financials, is uh, because one of my friend's moms asked her the other day if I was a millionaire yet, (laughs) which is fucking hilarious. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, that teenage millionaire company. (laughs) Um, no, no, I'm not a millionaire, not even close. And, um, I'm a female. So there goes second class right away. Um, I will explain how incredibly painful this industry has been and how I've had to tolerate a backseat to the boys, mainly the male chefs that dominate my field. Um, and they do as well in publishing and media. So I'm going to talk openly about how hurtful, but yet pioneering this space has been. It is you know, pioneering ain't easy. And I know we talk about a lot of different topics on this podcast, but I'm also going to give you really um, easy and tangible tips on how you can better focus on your finances. And I can't find my Sharpie right now. Oh my God. I know you guys can sometimes hear me writing during the pod because I actually take notes like a good Japanese girl. Um, I don't know where my fucking Sharpie went. Shit. Okay, well, I guess we're going to go Sharpie-less today, which sort of hurts my heart a little bit. Oh, God, maybe it'll pop up somewhere between the sheets, which is where I'm recording today. No joke. (laughs) I'm really good, good and good at this podcast thing, guys. I can pod anywhere in the world, so I'm excited to take you with me because I definitely am going to Japan soon. Nippon, the motherland. So excited. All right, so let's talk shop a little bit. First, we're going to talk about privilege versus pay and how that correlates with the ebb and flow of cash. So let me explain what privilege is in my industry. Privilege is being able 
to get to a point in your career where you get asked to be a courteous guest for free on all the daytime shows. No, I do not get paid to go on these shows. A very few, like one out of 20 of them might be union and you get a very, very small fee. But if you are going on one of the big daytime shows, like what a privilege I get to go back on the Today Show for the sixth season this Wednesday, mark it on your Cal 8818. So um, Wednesday 8-8, I'll be back on with Kathy Lee and Hoda, who are two legacies in my opinion. And as you guys know from previous podcasts, Al Roker is one of my mentors. So it is an absolute honor and a privilege to be able to be on set with them side by side and talking about uh, better nutrition, better food, books, beauty tips, recipes, like all of it. That's a privilege. That is not for pay. Another privilege is working with my colleague, Dr. Mehmet Oz, who's been um, a mentor, a friend, and a very prominent figurehead in the wellness space. Uh, I've been on his show for about eight seasons now, and they've won many Emmys, and um, what a proud family to be a part of. Again, it's a privilege to go on that show. It is not for pay. I do not get paid. A lot of you were shocked when you found out that I don't get paid to judge on Iron Chef America, nor did I on Bobby Flay. Like, these are not paid gigs. Let me be clear. They're not paid gigs. I pay hair people. I pay makeup people. I pay for my ride there. I pay for my lunch and everyone else's lunch. I pay for PR team, for publicists. So you're going broke as you're going on these shows. Let me be clear. It is privilege. I honor that I am in this space and I have worked to get to this level. And when you get to this level, you absolutely will have to pay out of your pocket, which means privilege. It is a privilege and an honor and a courtesy for me to give my time to all of you publicly on these shows. I don't, I am, am so grateful. My hand is on my heart for being on these shows. And I need more of you to understand that when we're up there sharing our knowledge of tea, of matcha, of Japanese sushi, of whatever techniques I'm sharing or recipes or knowledge that I've gained that day, it is a privilege and an honor. My hope is that my work saves lives at the end of the day, improves lives, gives no-nonsense real-life solutions for you to live a better life. Like, that is my job. So... I want you to realize some things in this life will not pay you. It is a fucking privilege for you to be able to write a book, to shoot a book, to go work with an incredible magazine. Say somebody wants to hire you to intern for them or for, for Vogue or Cosmo or Women's Health or Men's Health. I was an intern at Fox on the lot in LA for an entire season of just pushing paperwork for Ron and Rick. I mean... <laughs> Hey, Rob and Rick. Um, I knew that I learned so much from them. I knew I never wanted to work in back of the camera ever again. Well, now I do, but it's like on the creative side of like production, direction, writing, and uh, scheduling and things like that. But I would never have pushed papers again. Um, they had me file for them. And no, it was not paid either, guys. Um I'm still quite annoyed with the recent interns that have come my way who virtually just like vanished and ghosted. You should never ghost somebody that hired you 
introduced you to their career and took you into their workspace and work environment. If you want to um, leave an internship, then you need to put in a notice and send a formal letter of resignation and just like how wonderful the time was and that you're looking for something else or it's conflicting with your schedule, whatever it may be. Just don't ghost people. Remember, privilege versus pay. Now, pay, still looking for the Sharpie. Payment means, um, I swear to you, I'm going to wake up with like Sharpie all over my face tonight. <laughs> pay, okay, guys. Yes, Strand Conover, my agent at WME, IMG, and I have branded... Oof, no joke, 60 branding deals since 2011. He is my brother. He is my workmate. He is my fucking partner. And we rock that out together. I don't know anybody else who takes like stacks and can turn them as fast as Strand. So he and I have worked together tremendously well because one of us is always working just as hard as the other. So th this is where pay comes in. So the 60 different deals have included partners like Nike, Samsung, Adidas, Shiseido, CoverGirl, Itoen, Belvedere, Matcha Love, Whole Foods, um, Origins. I mean, you name it. We only work with top tier brands, and so that's where my caliber and my caliber and my integrity have really shined. Is Candice Kumai um, aligns herself with only top tier brands, magazines, books, publishing houses, and media outlets. So again, privilege ties into pay. So if I am working with, say, CoverGirl or Shiseido, or Origins, a beauty brand, I will um, happily use their products. That's another thing is I never work with anyone unless I virtually use and back and recommend their products to my best friends. That is without regret, without doubt, and with no shame or guilt. I stand behind the people and the brands that I work with, and they know that too. So... For the brands that are listening to, I want you guys to know that when you invest in somebody like myself or someone who is at my level, I didn't pen six books for fun or over my thumbs on an app. I penned six books over a decade because I am a real journalist and I went and I studied all across the globe. I invested in myself for culinary school to write quality work. And I was in house on the masthead at different magazines in New York City, because that's what real life work is about. And if you want to hire somebody like me to lead a speaking event or a workshop or a video course or download course, or just to be a guest on your show, you are going to get a great return on investment. I can guarantee you that. And Strand and I didn't work 60 branding deals since 2011 for fun. We did it because we absolutely crush this game and know what we're doing. We can do it better than anyone. And I can promise you, if you take your stack and you give it out to 10 wannabes, you're going to get that on return. Take your stack and invest it in professionals 
Do your research on who you're following. Do your research on influencers, quote unquote. Real life experience, priceless. All of you getting an education and degrees out there, interning, pushing paper, morning, noon, and night, fucking priceless. Keep going. This short bullshit turnaround of hiring influencers who are taking money from professionals right now is not going to last. The bubble will burst. The cream will rise. Mark my words. Hard work, investing in yourself, learning skills, hiring professionals, being a professional, working with integrity, grit, and clout, that is what will move and propel this industry forward. Do not be fooled. Serious, guys. Where the fuck is the Sharpie? All right, so we're going to move on. Privilege versus pay. Remember, if you're handed a job of privilege, take it and own it. No one's going to pay you to write a story for XYZ. I mean, nobody pays me. I mean, like $150 for a long ass story. And guess what, guys? I don't get paid anymore to write stories because everyone thinks I'm a public figure. So they're like, oh, well, Candace will write for us for free. So it's just a crazy hamster wheel that I've been running on for 10 years. For those of you who do pay me, I fucking appreciate it. I truly will give you my best, always scouts honor. And um, I know who you are and you know who you are. And I'm grateful for the honor and the privilege to work for you. So a lot of you must learn, number two, ebb and flow. So there is an ebb and a flow to everything in business, and that includes your bank account. We've talked about this before, but it was very brief. When you are an entrepreneur or small business owner, like I have my own S corporation from coast to coast. I do pay taxes in New York and in California because that's how I roll and that's where I work. 50-50 across the board. So I understand that my business and bank accounts will fill and they will drain. It depends on the season. Instead of freaking out, my friend Lee Holmes, who writes books out in Australia, once told me that her man told her that everything is transactional. So that means if you are getting paper in and you've got to push paper out, say, to sell your product or or to pay a publicist or to pay your team, the cash flow is transactional. Everything's just a transaction. So eventually, when I write another book or when I have my own TV series or media outlets, whatever we end up doing, downloads, there's a couple of products in the pipeline as well, the cash flow will return. So you must be patient and you must be calm during the drained bank account months, which we all, my hand is on my heart. We all go through those guys. When I was a kid, my parents sat my sister and I down when my dad's work was laying off a ton of people. And I was like in second grade and I had no idea what they were talking about, but it was the preparation that my parents did that was so graceful and so brave and so smart. Prepare, have a savings account, And put extra money in there. Three months worth of rent. Bank it in there right now. I don't care if you can afford it. Start putting 20% of every paycheck into the savings account. Your rainy days are there. They are numbered. They are part of the ebb and flow of being an entrepreneur and small business owner. 
Maybe you want to bank six months. Just put it in the bank. It's important to have a savings account that can grow every year. And my God, I am not perfect. I don't have a savings account that's exploding. In fact, it just got drained because as a author, writer, and public figure, you do need professional representation. So I pay publicists, I pay my agents, I pay my lawyers, I pay my team, constantly have money going out. And I just paid my publicity team who did a great job for a few months of work for Kinski Wellness and it drained my account. And I got to a place where I was like, guys, I cannot actually afford this right now. Oh my God, I found the Sharpie. I was sitting on, I was sitting on it. <laughs> yes. Yay. <laughs> I love writing notes. <laughs> Ain't nothing better. <laughs> um, anyways, I was really honest with them and I made sure that we signed a contract that was month to month so that I could protect my savings account. And that's what I did. The ebb and flow must be accepted by all small business entrepreneurs. And if you're an independent contractor working off a W-9, I really, really recommend you starting an S corporation or a corporation that works for you. It will save you money. It will make you look and feel and take your job much more serious as a professional small business owner. And you will be able to do a little bit more with tax write-offs that work in your favor. Number three, I want you guys to just start. A lot of people are like sitting around and, and all they do is, is talk about all their dreams. And, you know, I, I usually can tell a killer from a non-killer within about two minutes of meeting somebody. And I really appreciate those of you who have come forward and helped me with my business and given me some advice and thoughts. If I could get paid in love letters, I would be a millionaire. I get thank you letters on average about, I'd say close to like 10 a day. Sometimes they're just in messages, but a lot of them are thoughtfully written out on email. And I'll try to share some of those with you today. So just start, get your URL out there, get your newsletter out there, get an Amazon affiliates account, start trying to make some money. If you don't know how to start your small business, I suggest keeping your day job while you get your URL and your newsletter out there and ready to go. Content's great and content is highly competitive right now. So in order to set yourself apart, you should really think of a business model that's going to really sell that you can offer the world that nobody else can offer. Now, I don't make a lot of money because I'm a writer um, but I will say that we've had some really good years and I'm grateful for those years because I learned from them. I learned that, that we have the capacity and the knowledge, the manpower, the wisdom and the experience to make, you know, six figure X, Y, Z, can't really tell you all of it, um, in a year. And then we have these really bad years where we take a loss and a hit ebb and flow, just start. Remember, privilege versus pay. Not everything's going to be free. I have a story that's really hard for me to talk about, but it's a privilege versus pay story. A long time ago, there was a friend who I wanted to give an opportunity to, and I learned my lesson. 
it was to shoot one of my books and I paid her very well. It was hundreds of dollars a day and she never disclosed that she needed to rent any equipment and my publisher, my agent and I all worked out a great deal for her and she got paid thousands of dollars in the end for her first book project ever. And I don't get any money like from my book advance, everything, every dollar, every penny I get goes towards producing, developing, writing, shooting, and promoting the book. I actually go probably close to six figures in the hole for every book that I write because I'm a rare case author that puts every ounce of sweat equity and money I have into my books. And it shows I don't want to write books that you're going to see at Ross or Marshall's next week. I want to write books that stay on your coffee table as a perennial book, a useful book, and a book of knowledge and wisdom that we can all learn from. That's what I love is perennial books. If you don't know what that means, look up the word perennial. So in the end, after shooting the the book, um, it was after only a few days where there was tension that just started to build up between us. And I wasn't really sure why. I just remembered going to set to do something with Dr. Oz. And when I got back, um, by then the whole team had started to talk behind my back, which has happened on two different book occasions. Now, if these women didn't realize like being the person who's not only paying everybody as the line producer, the director and the writer and the author, um, my kindness got taken advantage of twice on two different occasions. And each of these women were walking away with thousands of dollars that were from my book advance. And yet, because I was young and really kind they treated me poorly. Now, I don't take tabs on where other people are in their career. But if you guys knew how many jobs, about 80% of my work is unpaid. If you knew how many jobs I took that were unpaid, if, maybe if they knew that, I guess, at the time. Maybe they wouldn't have taken advantage of me and talked behind my back on set. And I kind of figured, you know, after you wrap shoots, a lot of people go to dinner or drinks. And I knew um, a particular group of girls went and talked shit about me afterwards. And it got back to me. And I just, I talked to my mom and my best friend about it. And they, my mother said, you know, you're never going to hire them ever again. And that will be the way to end it gracefully. And my best friend, Steph, knew how hurt I was by this certain photographer. And she said, absolutely good riddance. You know, when people start trying to email your agents or your publishers directly that were hired outside of their source, I hire my own teams to work on my own projects. And when these people try to retaliate and say, you know, oh, I need this from you. I have a right to that. These are my photos, like stuff that really gets pretty intense. Um, At the end of the day, art and commerce. I just want to be an artist who appreciates all the privileges Now, I've also come to a point where I realize that getting paid is very important. 
because I will pay my staff before I will pay myself always. And I will pay all of my bills on time. I will always pay my rent on time. And I will always work as smart as I possibly can and never set myself up for failure. But of course, in life, there is an ebb and flow to being a small business owner and entrepreneur. And money is scary. Money scares people. It's not always our friend, but it's a necessity in small business. If you have no profit, you have nothing. Now you can count all the losses you want, but profit is what really matters. And at the end of the day, I walked away with my dignity and my grace in not talking bad about any of those girls. And I never will because I banked that in my, it's in my past. And although our past tends to shape our present and our future moments, I will never look back and think, I wish that didn't happen because what happened is not only one, but two photographers forced my hand to learn how to shoot a camera on my own because that's how wretched they were to me. People take advantage of other people and they don't appreciate money the same. It's immeasurable for each person and each individual. And since I grew up in a really normal household with a teacher as a mom and nuclear auditor dad and an older sister that didn't like me very much, (laughs) I was quite humbled by what we had. We had enough. We never needed more. We loved Volvo station wagons and like my dad drives like a Prius and um, I won't take advantage of other people and I won't talk behind their backs because that's how I was raised. The privileges that we have, my dad will remind me, air conditioning, a roof over our head, more clothes than I could count, more beauty products than I would ever need for a lifetime plus athleisure, sneakers, like you name it. I'm grateful for what I have because I didn't always have all of that. And these girls from my past who told me that they were entitled to things really hurt me. And you know what? I will walk away from every, of, every single situation, especially on my set, with my head held high in my work, because at the end of the day, whose name is going on that book? My name is going on that book. I've never really understood people that get hired and end up being insubordinate to the person that is building and developing and writing the project. I really, um, I have a hard time understanding those people. And maybe it's because I have immigrant parents who talk about bigger and better opportunities and being graceful and honorable and working with integrity and clout. My mother and father will only accept excellence in our household. And that is why my sister and I are both 
entrepreneurs that will work with absolute grace and honor and integrity. Privilege versus pay. Now, another way that we can work on focusing our fin- on our finances and, and getting them straight is to just pay your credit card off every single month. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care where you're going. I don't care where you're going to be. Pay it off in full. Have a zero dollar balance. We do not need to talk about that any longer. That is all you need to do. That is your fucking responsibility. So do it. Basic. If you are starting to make more profit and or if a lot of businesses are coming to you, advertisers, marketers, whatever it may be with business opportunities, I do suggest getting proper and professional representation and not from somebody shady. Go to a professional management team, agency or legal counsel and start working with somebody great. I give out percentages for all the work and help. And I'm also starting some new endeavors where I'm giving out a certain percentage of what I make also. When you work as a team and you're giving out percentages, that tends to be the best and easiest model as talent, quote unquote, to share with the group that is guiding and leading and advising. Get proper representation. I also have an incredible CPA, Phil Gordon, that stayed with me for over 10 years. And when Phil knows my accounts are really drained, he's so flex and so great with me that he'll say, no problem, let's pay this on this date. And he will work with me because there is an ebb and flow to all of our transactions. There is an ebb and flow to all of our bank accounts. You will understand that this is the tide going in and it's going out. Trust it, believe it, follow it, seek it, and do something about it. Don't just sit there. I'm going to reiterate this again. Do something about it. Today, I worked on my shop page, on my Amazon affiliates account. I ran six miles. I'm going to a bar class. I'm recording a pod. I'm working on a product line right now. And I'm also working on unpacking from California and getting ready for the Today Show and an editorial lunch, all that's going on this week on top of just regular meetings, podcasting, writing, all the good stuff. Don't just sit there and don't think for one second that I don't have glimpses of sadness and loneliness and and just like I wish I could be out on a boat in Maui right now kind of days. Of course I do. But I've got a job to do, and right now I'm in the middle with you. I'm in the middle, and I'm not making a lot. And I need to turn that paper around into profit. Do something. Don't waste any more time. Make a checklist. Crush it off. Now, don't forget, if you've got loans... Make those payments every single month on time, just like your credit card. Auto pay is great because you can actually track your progress and how much you've paid off. Monitor all of your accounts, that's saving, savings and checking. Monitor all your credit cards and your spending. You'll find lots of fraudulence, if that's even a word. Fraud? <laughs> There's fraud everywhere. So just really be careful 
and monitor your accounts. There is an ebb and flow to all. Privilege is just as important as getting paid. Honor the free work, the free opportunities, and the unpaid privileges that you receive. Somebody is taking notes. Don't just sit there. Do something. Check things off your list today. Feel accomplished by the end of the day. Pay your credit cards off in full. Don't question it. Just do it. Make your rent on time every month. Monitor your accounts. And if you have loans, set them to auto pay. Do not let that APR get to you. It'll creep up on you. Remember, if you need help paying off some loans too, sometimes it's really great to see which loans you can pay off in full so that you can save that nasty APR that's going to creep up over the years. So one of the other nods I'd like for you guys to take some notes on today um, is the power and the security of having a really good CPA that's a certified public accountant or financial advisor. Make sure that they're certified, make sure that they're up to date with their licenses, and you should cross check with a friend or reference that they are a good contact. If you don't have access or the money to hire one of these individuals, you can also check out government funded programs, especially for women in small business. There are grants out there that you can look into. There are credit unions that will give you low APR loans if needed and only take out a loan if you desperately need it and make sure that you're going to get a term on the loan that works for your income. So you do not want to have to pay X, Y, Z if you only make X. So make sure that you plan ahead and get a really good teammate in your corner. There are some people out there that are so smart with money and with accounting and with finance and small business. And these are the people that you need to get into your corner and young and early. Now I am a millennial and I started my business in about 2008. I launched an S corporation in the state of California and that's articles of incorporation I believe that I, I worked on them through biz filings and then my CPA helped to lock everything up with me. So I have been paid through my S corporation um, for the duration of my career. Now, that means that before that I was an individual working off of a W-9, but truly, in my opinion, it didn't do me enough satisfaction as a small business owner. Being an individual was great, but it wasn't as satisfying. And I think that if you really want to shape your future, ladies, people will take you a lot more serious when you're an independent small business owner. So look into an S Corp, an LLC, um, limited liability company, etc. And and look into what might work the best for you. And then once you file um, you will have more benefits and you'll be able to write off a little bit more with taxes and people will come to you uh, as your business thrives. And again, there will be an ebb and flow, 
but they will come to you for advice and how did you do it? And, and here I am now giving you all the millennial survival guide and how I've been able to do this. So again, an incredible CPA or a financial advisor can help you. I also want you to be prepared for a rainy day. And that's my dad's best advice always is prepare for the rainy days through an IRA account or an SEP IRA account. So an IRA account stands for an individual retirement account. Everybody should start putting money in one of these and you should open one. You will get a tax cut if you're a small business owner and you open IRA account and you put money towards that. Um, It's also a good form of security for you to have in your corner because not every single business, in fact, most (laughs) fail. So not every business is going to thrive. It's a really good way to have a little bit of security. Then the SEP account is another type of IRA and it's called a simplified employee pension And so um, what's really important is to put money, and I mean thousands of dollars, into these accounts for your protection and for your security. And God forbid anything ever happen, but truly, it's a good place for you to go. Um, Now, what you would do is you would open up a an account with a mutual fund, and you would put your money into that mutual fund and show proof. And then once you send that to your tax guy or girl, they will be able to get you a write-off once you have your money stored away in these accounts, the SCP IRA or the IRA. And they're all a little bit different, so make sure you talk through which account is best for you. And again, if you can, as an individual or small business, pay your taxes quarterly. This is always the best and safest way to protect yourself from having to owe the government so much that you can't afford it, which does happen to so many of us. So save yourself the trouble and save about 20% of every paycheck into a savings account. If you can pay your taxes quarterly, definitely do so. The government can help to send you an estimation of how much you'd owe every quarter and you can start paying them that way or you pay in one lump sum every year. It will cost you a little bit of money to have a small business, but that's with anything. It's going to take money to make money. It's also going to take money to buy your freedom. And I work in my pajamas every day and I love it. (laughs) Wouldn't want it any other way, sometimes in my underwear. All right, so... Those are a little bit more um, complex answers to questions that are a little more detailed and they don't pertain to everyone in business. But the basics will be you absolutely should open a retirement account if you don't have one already. And even as a millennial, that's important. We may not be able to afford homes right now or to have kids right away or even to get married. So many of us have a different view on life versus our parents. And when I became a solo businesswoman, I think it scared them like to the moon and back. But they counted on me to make this happen. And I did it right because I started my small business with a savings account 
I paid for it all on my own. I got the right CPA in my corner and I just started hustling. So be smart with your money. My mom likes to say that I love spending and it may be true. Like I obviously love my home and my office and I need nature and I love space where I can get it. And that means a lot of sacrifice. So, I mean, hey guys, my hair color is au naturel. I don't really get my nails done. I, I don't need to buy much anymore. The only time I ever really need wardrobe is for work. And other than that, it's like a t-shirt and jeans is totally cool or just athleisure. Um, I've tried to cut down on my spending so that I can grow my retirement account, my savings and hit my taxes when they come. And my God, do they come fast. Tax season will be right around the corner. So just be really smart with your spending. You know, if you also want, sometimes in tough times, a lot of my friends will just sell their extra purses, or maybe it's a pair of shoes or a dress that you only wore once on eBay. Or you can also just go to like Buffalo Exchange or any of those uh, vintage shops and they'll buy really nice clothes off of you. And even that extra cash can help a little bit and you can be, you know, recycling all of your fashion and purses and things of that nature, accessories and reusing them. And that goes for buying too. I mean, not everything that's new is fabulous. In fact, there's more disposable fashion out there now than ever before. When I used to be a fit model and a print model, um, there weren't nearly this many brands pushing out disposable uh, fashion. And now I just buy a good quality pair of like citizens jeans and a James Purse shirt and I'll call it a day, you know, wear the same thing. And I don't really care um, because I, I do have a, as a public figure as part of our job to actually have really beautiful wardrobes. So I work in partnership with my designer friends like Millie and Nicole Miller. When you get to a certain level, you can start working with your girlfriends that actually design beautiful fashion and they'll want to style you um, for any step and repeats, appearances, events, shows. And what's so beautiful about being a good entrepreneur that is responsible with payments business and that understands there's an ebb and flow to the millennial survival guide in finance. All of this is something that we must consider and understand and work towards the larger goal, which is all coming up in success together. That's what one of the best parts is, is watching my friends thrive. And they remind me that I am with them rising just the same. And you know what? Cream does rise to the top together. And I am proud to be friends with so many incredible businesswomen in New York City as I'm staring out into the skyline sunset right now. I love you women. You know exactly who you are. And I'm just so proud to watch you shine. All right. So now that we've moved on between some of the basic things, I want to also mention one thing that's very important to all of you females, because you're always going to make less than the boys. That is just a fact. Learn how to gain some skills. You know, I do WordPress on the back end of my website on my own. I do MailChimp for my newsletter on my own. 
I write all of my social media, and that includes every account, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, all of it's me. <laughs> I don't really have anybody helping me on this podcast. I, I was taught by somebody awesome, a great producer that helped me learn how to do the back end. And then I bought all the right equipment and I taught myself exactly what to do. Now I may not have all my shit together, but I also know how to shoot a camera and how to edit photos. And over the years I've, you know, been a TV host and hosted many shows. And so that works in my favor when it comes to speaking events and workshops as well. Sipping my LaCroix, LaCroix, whatever. You guys send me the name, How do, however you say it again. I can't remember. I don't really care that much. <laughs> um, my dad, remember? Why are you drinking all that soda? What? There's no sugar, no calories, no sweetener, no nothing in here. What is this? <laughs> dad, it's not soda. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So financial survival guide, gain those skills. You don't have to pay people to do everything for you. I watched some influencers, quote unquote, hire all these people to do like their design and decor, their flowers, the food. I'm like, what are you like a professional? I don't know, hirer, somebody who just hires a ton of people to do everything for you. In my opinion, it's not really an influencer, um, but whatever floats their boat, whatever you do, whatever you need to do. <laughs> All right. So because of time, I want to get to some of your Instagram questions because I love you guys. And I think that all of you have been sending some juicy comments. Um, don't forget to comment on my latest Instagram post and I'll answer your questions. Okay. Katie Zupan asks, Hey, Candace, I am in love with your podcast and seriously forever. Thank you for being so open and raw. Tears, gusto, inspiration. I had a question for an upcoming episode if somebody hasn't asked this already. I'm really scared of showing myself as, and my life as a business owner. I'm a designer and I thrive off of being in the background, creating for other brands and people so that they can be the face of their company and what they do best. And I'm having a super hard time because I know that for my own brand, I need to show, let's see, I need to show up and create social media presence and an audience. And I'm not confident that my life is exciting or that I'm Instagram ready, quote unquote. Is there a baby step on how you would advise or recommend any advice? Well, Katie, I like this question. And again, it's Katie Zupan, Z-U-P-A-N. Um, while I think it's important to be influential, I also think it's important to just be you. Like today, I didn't really feel like posting anything because yesterday... <clears throat> I shared like a Dr. Oz segment that we had last week or the week before. And I just said, that's enough. And I'm, I'm working on the back end in real life on, you know, 20 other projects. So you don't have to post all the time. It's not a measurement or a testament of how valuable you or your work or your face or your business are. Um, don't let anything get you down, especially comparison. Don't, Ever let anybody step into your light just because they have followers. That doesn't really make you who Katie is. 
What makes you who you are is your beautiful light that you share with your, with your clients and the world and your artistry and stick to that. Showcase your best work. And for me, I show my best work, but I also want to help people. So I try to share recipes and knowledge and reality and truth. And I speak within for all females in business and entrepreneurial lives that I'm in the middle and I'm sharing with you my struggle. And sometimes the honorable struggle is the more appealing thing to most people because it's relatable. Okay, so the best way for me to answer this question is to also read you Desiderata. My father sent me this a few weeks ago, and I waited to read it for all of you because it touched my heart, and it feels like the perfect answer to so many of your questions. And sometimes things are better left said to those who wrote words so long ago. This was written in 1952 by Max Ehrman. Desiderata. Go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others. Even the dull and the ignorant, they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain and bitter. For always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career However humble, it is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself. Especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all ardity and disenchantment, there is perennial as the grass. I'm sorry, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. But do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it's clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God and whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace 
with your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. Max Ehrman Copyright 1952 Originally a lawyer from Indiana That was written two years after World War II ended. And if you can imagine what a different world it once was. I hope that answers many of your questions, you guys. That is one of the most profound things I've read in so long. And my father said throughout his life, it had appeared before him many times. All right, this week for cooking and wellness and beauty, there's so much to talk about, but I'm really just going to ask you guys to go to my websites and sign up for my newsletter, which is full of cooking, wellness, and beauty, and also to sign up on matchamasterclass.com for my upcoming product launch and workshop launches. There'll be a secret VIP list where you can sign up this week. And I'm so excited because Cooking Wellness and Beauty will be part of all the launches coming up. Again, it's at CandiceKumai.com and MatchaMasterclass.com. Please sign up and be one of the first people on my guest list to order and receive our upcoming amazing secret projects, products, and workshops. They are juicy and you really don't want to miss out. Don't forget the Today Show is 8818. What do all those eights mean, guys? So my mom is really excited too, and she said, Okay, 10 a.m. hour, 8818, really so great. I'm going to be sure to tell all my friends, but sometimes when they change the date, it's embarrassing. So I'm going to wait until like maybe the day before. <laughs> True story. My poor mom, she has to deal with all the production changes and schedule changes of mine. And my mom and dad have to help me every time I fly into LA. I love seeing them and staying with them. So I'll visit them in San Diego. Um, and I'm usually like crazed packing up my microphone, my wardrobe, all of my books, my work, uh, recipe cards, like matcha powders, you name it. But I love you, mom and dad. And yes, this Today Show hit is with Kathy Lee and Hoda, 10 a.m. hour, 8-8-18. Don't forget to buy my book, Kintsugi Wellness. I know you guys love it and you've written me so much on it so far. I'm so excited. I'm very, very grateful to each of you who's purchased my book. Now that you know it doesn't make me any profit, but the numbers are very important so if you want to support this self-funded podcast that I've put much of my savings into for you, please buy any of my books, Kintsugi Wellness, Clean Green Eats, Clean Green Drinks, Cook Yourself Thin, Cook Yourself Sexy, Pretty Delicious, and get ready for the next ones because I'm like dying and itching over here to write another book. Don't forget to also write to me on Instagram. So my latest post, if you write in my comments, that is preferred. I love reading your comments. So please write to me and I will write you back and follow me on IG. Your homework for this week 
is to follow me on Instagram and comment um, what you love the most about this podcast and what you really learned. I've spewed out a lot of what's going on in the middle. And, you know, I've pioneered this space in wellness and food. And so it hasn't been easy. And sharing this podcast with you has been a free form of therapy for me, which is why you hear me cry all the time. Cried today too. Cried last week. Cried in episode two. <laughs> Crier over here. So many of you guys say, you know, Candice, when you cry, I cry. And I just say to myself, oh my God, I must be, you know, really distracting some people when they're driving. <laughs> no, but really crying is amazing. And this is good cheap therapy, right guys? <laughs> All right. Don't forget to check out again, my latest on Instagram, the Today Show this week. I've been waiting for it my whole life. Haven't been on in so long. This was a fight. This was a battle. It was a hard book to get booked on every show. So I am grateful. We're going to be making sushi and cake. What the fuck could be better? All right. I'll see you on the show, guys. I'll be buttoned up, but sexy. Keeping it real. Always. Don't waste your time. Start doing something real. Privilege is important. Just as important, if not more important than pay. Keep filling up your privilege bank. Be grateful. Count your blessings. And seriously, guys, wabi-sabi, Everything in life is perfectly imperfect. We welcome Wabi Sabi. Thanks, guys. Love ya.